today we have Claude with us. He is a tenant in the Ice House co-working space, which is based in Parnell in Auckland. And we are sitting in that co-working space uh, about to have a conversation about Claude's business journey and his experience uh, in the co-working space. Um, so Claude, welcome to the podcast. It's so nice to have you here. Hi, thank you. No worries. Thanks for having me. Looking forward to it, looking forward to yeah. it. Uh, and uh, we like to start these conversations with some quick fire questions to get to know you a little bit better and just to start things off with a bang. You ready? Yeah, let's go. Cool. What's your coffee order? Uh, I'm a macchiato guy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> very French. <laughs> <laughs> nice. What gets you up in the morning? Um, right now, what gets me up? my daughter. <laughs> yes, I was hoping you'd say that. I have a newborn at home. Um, apart from that, uh, yeah, doing what I love, helping people and uh, having the feeling that uh, I'm useful. So cool, I love the answer and congrats on your uh, new addition, <laughs> Victoria. You. Victoria. Uh, yes. She's gorgeous, so congrats on that one. Our first overseas trip on the list. Um, we'll go to France in a few weeks. Uh, this is where my family come from. Um, so yeah, so uh, really looking forward to it. It's been three years that uh, wow. we wanted to do this. So uh, yeah, exciting. Very exciting. Have a great time. Yeah. What are you reading or listening to right now? Um, I'm reading Atomic Habits mm. uh, from James, uh, James Clear. Um, and it's a great book. Because you know, as an entrepreneur, one of the most important things is to um, you know to make the best use of the um, of a precious resource, which is time. Mm. <laughs> and uh, in this book, it explains how tiny behavior change can have compound effect and have a massive impact in your life. And I strongly, strongly, strongly believe in that. Uh, so that's a great book. I read uh, this book every year. And uh, can you recommend it? <laughs> I'm reading it at the moment. I'm halfway through. Really? It's amazing. Yeah. Um, yeah, the just consistency and the power of consistency, right? So you read it every year. Have you read it before? Uh, yeah, it's the second time I read it. So wow, yeah. good on it's you. It's good to have a refresh. reminder, refresh. Yeah, that's a great answer. Nice. When are you most relaxed? Uh, most relaxed? Most of the time is when I'm surrounded with people that I love, my friends, oh. my family. Uh, that's where I feel that uh, I can recharge my batteries um, to then um, perform at my best uh, level the rest of the week. Great answer, that's so cool. First ever job? Uh, first ever job, wow. I did a lot of student jobs. Yeah. <laughs> wow, all sorts of things, uh, like flyer distributions uh, mm -hmm. in the streets of Paris. Yeah. Uh, Pizza deliveries, you know. Yeah. Um, one of my um, best student job was working at the Chateau de Versailles. Oh wow! Uh, you know the castle uh, in Versailles. Yeah, yeah. And guiding tourists uh, <laughs> over there. Cool. Which is a great place to uh, actually to work. Mm -hmm. um, and that maybe that's how I started to feel that listening to customers and helping customers mm -hmm. uh, was very rewarding. Um, so that's. Uh, that's yeah, one of the jobs that I used to do as a minister. Great answer, great answer. Yeah. And following from that, who is Claude? Why don't you tell us a bit about your passion, your interests and what you do? 
So, Claude is a French guy, uh, passionate about technology, uh, innovation and ventures awesome. in general. Um, so yeah, so I'm also a marathon runner. Mm, that's right. <laughs> More recently. Um, and uh, I founded Seikanix to uh, build technology and help um, and help you know, uh, companies um, putting together the analytic solutions and AI solutions. Wow. Yeah, so um, I'm also a startup advisor. So I work with the, um, the startup on you, who's based in, based in Christchurch um, at a very early stage. Um, wow. So I help them in their you know, technology journey. Um, and I recently started investing as well. Wow. Uh, maybe we'll talk about that later. Cool, cool. So yeah, lots of things, but always around the technology, venture and innovation space. Cool. And uh, yeah, I do my best uh, at my level. So I, I can contribute. That's great. Um, I love that. What has your career journey looked like? And, and tell us more about your business, Safety Next, and, um, and what you guys do day to day, what it looks yeah. like day to day. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, career journey, yes. So, you know, I always worked on innovative projects, mm -hmm. uh, almost by accident. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, day one of my career was working on a classified project for the French government. Wow. So it's a head start, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just throw you in the deep Day one was a bit overwhelming. I mean, what, what's going on? Did you do any study before that? Or... Did, that, you, did you do any study before that? Or? Yes, yes, I have a master's degree in uh, computer science. Oh, wow, um, yeah, awesome. Yeah, um, yeah in Paris, because mm -hmm. uh, as you can hear with my accent, I come from France. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so always work in this, this type of space. I started as a software engineer um, and work my way up to a head of engineering. Mm -hmm. um, but I always work, you know, on those massive program projects, uh, you know, very corporate environment. Yeah. And I needed something new at some point in my career. Uh, and um, so that's when I first arrived in New Zealand and I started to work more in the startup ecosystem um, okay. and using this background and this knowledge to, uh, to work with startup businesses. Um, Great answer. And I realized that at some point, um, I could help a lot more companies, so that's where I've founded and started Sapienix. Mm -hmm. um, I actually founded Sapienix in the middle of the pandemic. <laughs> <laughs> like every great startup story, now. Yeah. <laughs> and most people tell me that, uh, what are you doing? You're like, crazy. crazy. <laughs> what? What's wrong with you? <laughs> and I'm used to that, you know. Yeah. Um, but they told me, yeah, you should wait and see. And, um, but I was like, yeah, as a, you know, as an entrepreneur, my job is to is to turn challenges into opportunities. Awesome. And you know that um, you know that's a kind of growth mindset. And in any change, any kind of chaos, somehow there is a transformation um, happening, and um, that's where solutions like the one that I bring onto the market can be useful uh, in these particular times. Um, where people want to understand better their customer, want to make sure they stay, yeah. uh, and want to have analytic solution to uh, 
yeah. to achieve that. Do you work with clients internationally or are they majority based in New Zealand or France? Uh, majority based in New Zealand cool. um, because there is a disconnect between what companies need and what actually the job market can offer. So there is a talent shortage here in New Zealand. Yeah. Um, and that's where, you know, I believe that what I, the goal of my, one of my goals is to be useful. Mm. <laughs> so, um, so yeah, so that's why there is a need here in New Zealand. And, you know, it's great also to, uh, to work with, uh, you know, uh, people surrounding you and yeah. being part of an ecosystem. I also strongly, strongly believe in that. Yeah, yeah, that's great. That's really cool. Did you use, did you move to New Zealand? Why did you move to New Zealand? <laughs> <laughs> oh, for a lot of reasons. Um, one, uh, my, you know, my entire life I was passionate about, you know, the, the Pacific part mm. of the world. Mm. Uh, always curious about that. You know, from France, it's like, wow, the Pacific, mm. you go to New Zealand, it's extraordinary <laughs> to do that, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Always curious about that. Um, uh, my partner is also um, works in the energy sector. Mm. And we need to know that in New Zealand, there is the zero carbon bill, mm-hmm. uh, you know, uh, zero gas emission by 2050. So there are a lot of projects also in this, um, mm. this ecosystem. So for both of us, it, it was good to, uh, it, was a, it was a bet, you know, <laughs> uh, I tried to rationalize my decision, but I think it was a gut feeling cool. and sometime again in life, you need to try, Yeah. you never know otherwise. And at first we were supposed to stay at least one year uh, and then decide, but after six months we were like, oh wow. Okay, we're gonna stay here. Oh, that's awesome. New <laughs> Zealand treats us well. Yeah. Um, and yeah, we are happy also to give back because I believe it's important too. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's amazing, Claude. I love that answer. That's great. What is one thing you wish you'd known when you began your business? Um, I wish I knew. Um, yeah, making sure that what you do. Uh, has an actual impact mm. and is actually useful. Um, when I say that, is is that sometimes you can come up with great ideas, think that um, that you have a great concept in mind that you want to implement, etc. But it's it often happens that uh, you actually you are not really helping anyone, or at least it's not that clear. Mm. Uh, that is going to be useful for anyone. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I always, I mean, it's important to come up with ideas, but always it's always important also to uh, to have a discussion with whoever will benefit this mm-hmm. idea. Mm-hmm. And it's always great to do that actually because you have great conversations and that's where you can have new ideas coming up, and um, that could that could make the thing more uh, more more useful. So um, so yeah. Always uh, thinking about who you want to help, mm. even if you think you have the best idea in the world. Mm. Yeah, that's very important. It's such a good point, and also <clears throat> uh, building from that, like talking to people along the journey, not just trying to craft this perfect yeah. product or service, mm. and then going, "Oh, I've done months of work on this. What do you think?" Yeah. And then they go, "Oh, I don't need that bit of it. Yeah. Well, that's no, that was." 
isn't helpful. And you're like, oh, if only I asked you this in week two yeah, rather than exactly. month, you know, Most five or six or yeah. 18. You know what I mean? So yeah, I think yeah. people can fall into the trap of holding it too tightly, too close to their chest. Then when they tell everyone about it, it's like, yeah. oh, no, that's not quite what we need. Mm. And then you find yourself back into room. Yeah. So I like that idea of having conversations more frequently mm-hmm. and just asking, is this what you need? Yeah. Is this, you know, helpful and of value to you? Mm-hmm. So gold, great answer there. So yeah, that's important. Yeah. Another thing would be work-life balance. Mm. Um, that's something, especially when you start a new venture or a new project, or I don't know, a new position. Yeah. Um, you know, something new where, where you need to perform. Um, sometimes you can tend to focus a lot on this because you're passionate about that, because you want to make it work. Um, but it works only on the short term. Um, and if you really want to have a sustainable career, um, I understand that, yeah, work-life balance uh, is very important. And it's um, also another advice I'd give. This is just a personal interest. What do you think France or New Zealand is better at work-life balance? Oh, that's an interesting question. Mm. Um, but I believe that here in New Zealand, you have more faith in your <laughs> work-life balance. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's what I believe. But you know, there are also more opportunities to uh, you know to do outdoor activities to. Uh, to uh, yeah to do something else mm-hmm. um, I compare with Paris with Paris is very intense yeah. very uh, and yeah I believe that in New Zealand you have more this culture of uh, work-life balance totally that's something that I really respect uh, and I've learned a lot from it awesome that's yeah. really cool to hear I, I'm sure Paris is very different to yeah uh, other places in France but, yeah true but comparing um, comparing them it's just, just an interesting thought that's that uh, I yeah. check in there cool um, what's been a highlight in your business journey so far um, highlight I probably I'd say the first mega project that uh, we've delivered mm. um, because it was really the result of a lot of it was you know the um, manifestation of a lot of things that uh, yeah. that I had in mind um, and that's something that you know makes uh, you know makes me really proud that you know starting from nothing we are able to deliver mm-hmm. something impactful and uh, and useful um, and we really started from scratch with this client <laughs> uh, and um, and yeah and for the story this client was is an in-power company. Mm-hmm. Um, they their core business is to measure energy consumption in all sorts of buildings throughout New Zealand, more than a thousand sites, wow. uh, including Auckland Council, ASB Bank, Air New Zealand wow. buildings, airport, etc. And they were sitting on terabytes of data, and were just gen- you know generating a monthly report, you know, at the end of the month saying, oh. You spend too much on energy this month. <laughs> I hope you'll do better next month. And that's it, you know. So we really started from scratch with them. Um, and we started to come up with this concept of using data in real time. Mm. Um, as we have new data coming in, being able to detect any energy waste 
uh, in any building in real time um, and notifying people on site that you have an incident, you have an issue. So they can take action. So it's actually actionable. Yeah. yeah. It's not just a monthly report. Uh, yeah. Oh, well, <laughs> yeah. Try better next time. But this, exactly. they actually try better in the moment. Yeah. yeah. That's really cool. It actually completely changed the way this team worked. Uh, it completely flipped things around. Um, and now you have clients asking for more and more and more things because wow. they start having this. They start to understand that, wow, it's actually actionable and I actually have control on events. Yeah. And uh, with this technology, uh, I can do, uh, I can, yeah, I can make things better uh, mm-hmm. instead of being, uh, you know, sitting on my uh, my chair and reading a report at the yeah. end of the month. Exactly, exactly. <laughs> it's more yeah. engaging as well. Yeah, yeah, totally. Um, quite cool that you can sort of live through the clients that you're working with too and actually get your head into their businesses and their organizations mm. and what they what impact they have and support them mm. to have more impact essentially yeah do you have a team um so i've started as a consultancy so i was the only it was more one man band yeah you know um and whenever there's a big project coming up i put together a team so i have uh, mm. you know people uh, that i know yeah and uh, work as a contractor with them and hopefully I'll be able to hire uh, my first employee uh, this year. Exciting. Fingers crossed. Fingers crossed. Exciting. Which will be a big milestone. Uh, big milestone. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's exciting to hear. I like that. Cool. Um, on the flip side, what's been a challenge in, in business and what did you learn from it? Mm, a challenge in business? Um, because I can work um, you know the project that I work on um, often need um, you know uh, a budget approval sometimes from uh, yeah. the board sometimes they um, sometimes from I also work with companies with Callahan Innovation yeah. where they you know, give grant to projects so you need to pitch that you need to pitch you need to sell your product your yeah. project internally or to uh, whoever wants to invest in this project uh, so I help those companies to achieve that is the technical support, mm. um, and sometimes when we build a new solution that will actually have an impact on the organization, um, you know you have different stakeholders within the organization, and they all want something different, mm. and they all have a different perception mm. on what it will be. So sometimes it can be actually challenging to meet uh, everybody's needs. Yeah, yeah. So one of the first mistakes was to try to meet the needs of everybody within the company. Mm-hmm. And I rapidly realized that, yeah, <laughs> that one, it was impossible. Yeah, so I was yeah. losing my time trying to do that. <laughs> yeah. And two, you really need to focus on the, the, the business needs. So for example, with this the solution that I mentioned, um, you had uh, analysts that are very data literate. They they want to see all the details of every of any event, mm. any building, etc., etc., to analyze everything in great details. Mm. And you had the you know the executive team, leadership team that told me, oh no, I don't want that much detail. I want my staff to spend a less as less time as possible uh, using this solution, yeah. and so they can focus on uh, on something else. Yeah. And they had completely 
opposite yeah. needs. <laughs> and you're in the middle of this conversation, and you're like, oh, okay, all right. Yeah. But the most important is to focus on what, uh, yeah, what the what is the strategic direction for uh, for the organization, and to work with the you know the leadership team, the executive. Um, was a, a big lesson and it saved me a lot of time. <laughs> yeah, awesome. Good you could learn it. Yeah. Feel it properly. Feel it, yeah. Yeah. That's cool. That's a great answer. What is a myth about your industry that you'd like to debunk? Oh my god. Analytics and AI and oh all that sort of stuff. <laughs> my, I feel like that's been half of my day <laughs> debunking. <laughs> yeah, 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 exactly. Because you know when. Um, so first of all, when I say AI, I work in the AI space, I build AI solution. People, I have two types of reactions. One, you have um, people who are like, oh my God, what are you doing? AI will <laughs> replace us in a few, <laughs> in a few <laughs> years. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, they start fearing for their yeah, jobs so, and their life. <laughs> so I have the fear reaction. Yeah. Otherwise, I have the very, wow, it's amazing, yeah. very enthusiastic reaction and very uh, uh, engaging reaction. Um, so yeah, so I spend my time saying, oh, um, don't watch too much Hollywood movies. Yes. <laughs> but, uh, <laughs> I know. <laughs> I know Arnold Schwarzenegger was great in Terminator. Yeah. Uh, don't believe Terminator, don't believe Skynet and all those yeah. things. That's Hollywood movies. Um, um, and there are two types of AI, that what we call the general AI and mm -hmm. the specialized AI. And the specialized, and the only thing we've been able to achieve so far is specialized AI. So having a machine that is very good at doing a very specific tasks, yes. very narrow. Yeah. For example, processing uh, millions of uh, you know uh, accounting transaction mm. in within a minute. You know, mm. um, that's very specialized AI. And general AI is actually an intelligent machine that understands and that behaves as a human. Yes. Uh, we are clearly not at this stage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> And for now, we have very good machines that are able to process, uh, you know, accounting data things. or whatever. But mm -hmm. it's not a nothing intelligent. It's not a human. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. It doesn't replace a human quite. Yeah. But it does have. Uh, <coughs> it does have value for businesses. It's incredible. Yeah. So for businesses and also for public good. Um, yeah. That's also something that I try to. Uh, I'm a huge advocate for. Yeah. AI for public good. Yeah. Um, for example, you can have AI system that help to forecast floods uh, in different areas and actually contribute to, to help or save people, mm, maybe. Yeah. Um, this project on energy waste, um, the AI machine was able to detect energy waste and, um, and prevent carbon emissions uh, from happening. Uh, I also saw examples of AI system that detect kiwi birds uh, noise sounds yes. um, automatically, and so it helps um, researchers to understand how many kiwi birds there are in a specific area wow. automatically uh, wow. without having you know uh, lots of people on yeah. <laughs> yeah, in the bush <laughs> hiding in the bush at night. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's mind-blowing. Oh, AI to detect uh, skin cancer. Yeah, um, yeah. 
like uh, with the, we take a photograph of uh, your skin and the machine will tell you mm. if it looks like uh, skin cancer or uh, you know you have also great positive application and it's not uh, about destroying the world yeah. taking over humans <laughs> totally <laughs> so a lot of myths yeah how, how do you how have you kept on the pulse of AI? It's such a rapidly developing thing. How did mm. you first go, all oh, this interest, interests me, and then continue to keep um, updated with, with where it's at? Ah, yeah. I mean, to me, it's fairly straightforward because, um, you know, I'm part of different community groups. Yeah. I think that's the best way to uh, yeah, keep up with the state of the art. Um, um, for example, I'm part of the AI forum, cool. um, also part of the industry advisory group, uh, the University of Auckland mm. on the data science and AI uh, wow. space. So being part of those communities and group and working groups, uh, to me is the best way. Yeah, that's to, a uh, great, great practical thing because you can bounce ideas exactly. off each other. You can yeah. say, have, have you seen this article? Have yeah. you seen this video? Yeah. Exactly. Wow. So being part of that, um, yeah, yeah, it's great. And you meet people. Yeah, true. So it's great. True. And because <laughs> you've got aligned interests, you know, yeah. meeting people that um, that you know into the same things as you, mm -hmm. right? So probably become good friends and good connections to have along exactly. the journey. Exactly. Yeah, and sometimes you have opportunities for them. They have opportunities for you, yeah. and, and you keep up with the, you know, the state of the art. The beauty of community. It's good. How did you hear about the Ice House and another community, the co-working space that we have here in Parnell? Ah, yeah. So the Ice House, um, when I first arrived in New Zealand, yeah. that's the first place uh, I worked from. Wow. Uh, because I worked for a startup that was based at the Ice House. Right. It was the exhibit. Yeah. Um, uh, and yeah, so coming from the corporate world, to me, it was a massive, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. massive change. <laughs> Working at the ice house was a shock. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. just a lot more casual. <laughs> yeah, uh, but this is what I really wanted to cool. uh, experience. To experience exactly, mm -hmm. um, because yeah, here you you meet people from different backgrounds um, and working on different sort of projects, um, mm -hmm. and there's a great diversity of people. And yeah, mm, that's so cool. I love that. Why, why have you continued, so now that you've got your own business, why yeah. have you continued to choose to work from a co-working space and how does it work for you? Yeah, um, yeah so as most, uh, as most uh, founder or entrepreneur, I've started in my, working in my garage. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. Classic old story. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, at the beginning, and uh, yeah, and I rapidly realized that it's way better to work, in, you know, to be part of a work environment. Yeah. Um, just to separate out your personal life yeah. from your, uh, you know, your work life, mm. uh, and having this routine uh, of uh, of going to the office. Yeah. And. Um, and yeah, and because I already experienced uh, working from the ice house, uh, to me it makes sense to come back because I really enjoyed it. Um, to come back and to uh, start my new venture from the ice house. Cool. Yeah. To yeah. Close the loop. Yeah, to close the loop. That's awesome. Yeah. I love that. 
How has co-working benefited you in your business journey? Um, yeah, anything specific there? Um, yeah, I have many examples. Again, people, um, sometimes you go to the, to the coffee machine, you chat, you meet someone, mm. uh, you chat with this person and you realize that, oh, wow, we're part of the same industry. Or, oh, wow, we have the same client. Or, oh, I knew this guy who... And it's always in, you know, the tech ecosystem in uh, Auckland is, uh, <clears throat> um, allows us to actually come across people, mm -hmm. the same people multiple times. Yes. Um, so yeah, so it was beneficial to, uh, yeah, to meet with those people. Yeah. Um, but we often think that what is beneficial for us, but I also believe that, um, I mean, it's good to have opportunities, but it's also good to give opportunities to others, yeah. to be an opportunity for other people. Yeah. That's what I believe, uh, you know, uh, what a community should look like, yes. what a network should look like. Yeah. It's uh, two directions. Yeah. So for example, the Ice House really helped me um, uh, because I was lucky enough to be in touch with uh, M with um, one of the MPs at the parliament, mm -hmm. Judith Collins. That's right, yeah. And. Um, and uh, so I recently organized a round table between her uh, startup founders and VC fund managers, including Ice House Ventures. Yes, yes, that's awesome. Uh, and the entire uh, staff at the Ice House really supported this, uh, this event and helped me to organize uh, um, everything yeah. and the logistics and arranging connections with the startup founders, etc. Great. Um, so, yes, yeah, so it's clearly more than just hiring a desk. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, for uh, sure. But I yeah. love that point that you, you know, give and, give and take in a really healthy exactly. way. Like community has to be double sided, and mm. you've got to be able to to actively participate in a community. You've mm -hmm. got to be willing to to give and, and to take and yes. at the right time. So exactly, that's cool. And it doesn't need to be to be uh, something extraordinary. Like for example, this event was great for both parties. Yeah. But for example, last time I had um, I had too much feijoas at home. I have a <laughs> yes. feijoa tree at home. Yes. And I was like, oh yeah, I'm gonna share that with people at the co-working space. Awesome. And it become just an opportunity for others to yeah. eat more feijoas. <laughs> so it doesn't need to be uh, something this crazy. This big high tea. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Can be anything. So yeah. Yeah. No, it's a great. Just point. keep things uh, yeah healthy and good. I, I really love that. That's so cool. Um, Favourite feature within the space? Um, there are a lot of things. Um, the, yeah, I think the coffee machine. <laughs> I was about to say, <laughs> apart from the coffee machine. <laughs> no, that's a good one. But uh, otherwise, you have... There's an actually nice uh, booking system to book rooms. Yes, yeah. So it's actually, it works. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's crazy, but... It actually works. It actually works. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> Sometimes yeah. you need that. Yeah. So Sometimes I'm a bit late, uh, you know, from home, I can log in, uh, book a room, arrive at the ice house, the room is booked, and uh, I take my call, etc. Perfect. It's very convenient. Yeah. So you have a, yeah, lot of systems there. That's good, that's good to hear. Like but coffee, coffee machine is <coughs> definitely on top, eh? Yeah. <laughs> One thing you wish the space had? Uh, had... Um, 
I'd say uh, maybe more community events. Mm. I'd say, mm. um, but we all know obviously that's something we that used to be. Uh, oh, definitely. Yeah. We used to do a lot more community events mm. pre-COVID. Yes. But obviously, COVID uh, had a huge impact on that. Totally. So hopefully, with the new you know traffic light system and the new. Uh, yeah. Back to the office uh, policy. Um, yeah, yeah. We hopefully uh, get back to it. That's that's for sure. Something I really enjoyed uh, doing with, uh, yeah. with the community. Totally, I miss those events too. The mm. Good food, good connection with people. Yeah. yeah, I completely agree. So I'm sure the team are working on how to bring those back, bring the life back. Yeah, Um, I'd just love to hear what the future looks like for you and for. For your business and what excites you the most about it? Um, one of the big things I'd like to do is to organize an AI conference. Cool. Yeah, that would be um, one of the big, you know, uh, significant thing I'd like to do. Um, because again, giving back to the community and mm. being part of uh, and you know creating uh, interaction and synergy and sharing stories, insights about the domain. Uh, something that I love doing um, and yeah and as I said earlier hiring having my first hire mm. would be a significant achievement Exciting. and um, and yeah and finding yeah keeping contributing to the you know to the venture innovation ecosystem um, and to the startup ecosystem cool. that I really like awesome the future looks bright it's <laughs> exciting <laughs> And uh, <coughs> we just love having you in the space, Lord. It's just so Thank cool you. having having your energy. But I think you explained it so well in this podcast that you know you're really passionate about being part of a community that you mm. can uh, get from, but also give to. Mm-hmm. And that is gold because if everyone could live life like that, um, you know, the world would be just that that little bit better. So. Thank you for what you contribute to the Ice House co-working space and for your time sharing your story. It was really cool to get to know more. Yeah, thanks for having me and uh, thanks for uh, for being part of this community too. I really, uh, really enjoyed that.